This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Five days since I served my STBXW30F of seven years, now everyone is piling on me to talk to her. I have made a decision to go NC after serving my wife five days ago. I am refusing to see or talk to her her and everyone is piling on to talk to her. It's driving me nutty, messages and calls 24-7 what can I say to these people to get them to back off without being rude? These are my friends, family, people I want to remain in contact with after the divorce is finalized. Some background, we dated from the age of 20 and married when she became pregnant with our son. Our marriage was great. We got another kid, a daughter two years after the first and have had excellent intimacy, good communication, good finances. We owned our house. We had a cat. Kids are well balanced and doing well. We were happy, or so I thought. Then about four months ago, my wife let's call her Sue came home from work gushing about this new manager they got. Let's call him Frank I felt uneasy right away, like something was off. I smiled and asked a few questions, like if he was married, did he have kids, where did he live, etc. She tells me he is on his second marriage and have four kids in total. I was thinking this was probably a crush, I have had those, but they usually pass. So I decided to just wait it would probably just go away. Over the next week this would happen every day and I got more and more uneasy. I decided I need to see if something more was going on so I told Sue that I got a virus alert on the home network and that I needed to update the virus software on her pad, her mobile and her laptop. She has no it skills whatsoever. She gave me her equipment and I installed remote monitoring software and key logging from the best online service I could find. Best $20 a month subscription I ever got. A few days later I saw the first text messages going back and forth between them. They were pretty innocent. Mostly work-related. Still the frequency escalates a little over the next 4-6 weeks and gets more personal. I do a soft confrontation with my wife. She comes home from work and I stare at her intensely. Sue, what is wrong? Me, have you crashed the car or something? Sue, what no? Me, you look like you have done something wrong and you are trying to hide it? Sue, no? I am not, what are you talking about? Me you look guilty of something? Are you lying to me? Is there something you need to tell me? Sue, no I just had a long day at work, blah blah. The next few days there was fewer messages between them, but they are quickly back at it in full force. The messages start to get flirty I softly confront her again. Again she lies to my face. I decide this will probably end badly at around the two month mark and I decide to prepare for the worst. I also start to prepare myself emotionally. Over the next two months their exchanges evolve into a full-blown emotional affair, and it's getting more and more sexual. I confront my wife repeatedly, I don't present any evidence. She keeps lying. I am not going to force her to stop. After all she is a grown woman and she makes her own choices. She lies to my face again and again. I feel a gigantic rift opening up between us. Intimacy also stops. 
I find I am checking out of the marriage in parallel with their activities. I am devastated but working out a lot and stealing myself for the reality that the only likely outcome at this point is divorce. I get a lawyer, I prepare the paperwork and I even hire a guy to be on standby to serve her if and when I decide to pull the cord. Then I see the first messages where they plan to meet up, I am actually relived since I can finally decide to end it. Just watching this train wreck unfold is agonizing. I rent a room on the same floor on the day they are planning to meet up and I get my guy ready to serve her in the hotel. D-Day arrives, she lies and tells me she has to work overtime. I drive to the hotel and wait for her to arrive. Me and the guy I hired to serve her, go up about 10 minutes after she gets into the elevator and we go up to her floor. The elevator needed a keycard it is the only reason I rented a room. We go to the door, I hear moaning so they are already at it. I hide around the corner and he bangs loudly on the door. They go quiet. Frank, what is it? Serving guy, I have a urgent delivery for Sue. Sue, what is it? Serving guy, I don't know ma'am I have just been told it's urgent. It has to be delivered to you right now. And after some more back and forth the wife finally opens the door in a robe. Serving guy Sue last name? Wife, yes. She gets the envelope and I pop out to sign the form. My wife sees me and just goes white. I sign the papers I need to sign and walk over to her. She doesn't move, I don't know what is going on with her, she looks confused to say the least. Like what she is seeing doesn't compute. I had prepared for this moment. I look into the room. Me, hey Frank, show yourself I know you are in there. He looks around the corner and is obviously scared. Did you enjoy my wife Frank? Or is it lying to your own wife that gets you off? Or is it having several mistresses at once Frank? Is it lying to and cheating on everyone? Is that it? Frank, silence. Then I look at my wife, me, so you didn't really think you were the only side chick this guy had did you? You are one of three as far as I know. I just made this up, I have no idea if he has other mistresses than my wife. I just needed to be mean and ruin what they had going on. Me, Sue, listen to me. You are single now so don't let me disturb anymore, you can go back to continue your activities. Then I stormed off, I started crying but I wasn't going to let them see that so I ran down the stairs instead of waiting for the elevator. On my way I heard this primal scream from my wife that was unlike anything I had ever heard before. I took a lot of solace in that scream the last few days. I got in my care and ugly cried for hours. Now I am mostly over it, I am glad it's done. I can move on. I feel liberated actually. I told the kids, they are staying with my parents for now. I even started to flirt with a work college and I have got on Tinder. I am chatting with a few women and it's a great boost for my ego. I am not looking for anything physical or serious. I will probably never trust anyone enough to have long-term relationship again anyway. I haven't talked to my wife since, she floods me with messages that I just ignore. But everyone is calling me and trying to guilt trip me pressure me into talking to her. I have also been thinking about telling Frank's wife, if I was her I would want to know and I don't think Frank will all of a sudden develop a spine and own up. Edit, I have decided to tell the wife, I have called her and told her the key facts. She didn't believe me outright so I am meeting her at a coffee shop within the hour. I have also started to ask the people that call me to ask her why I am not talking to her. It seems to slow down the barrage. Update, 5 days since I served my STBXW30F of 7 years, now everyone is piling on me to talk to her.
Firstly, thank you everyone for your input. It helped me a lot, I have managed to get rid of most callers, there are only a few stragglers left still trying to pressure me. I met with Frank's wife, more on that further down. The two best responses turned out to be. 1. Why don't you ask her why we are not talking? This was very effective. 2. Follow up if number 1 didn't work. Imagine the trauma Sue has inflicted on me for me to go no contact. You pressuring me is adding a lot to my stress. Will you pay for my psychotherapy if I have a total mental breakdown? No? Okay maybe you should stay out of this then. A-okay. Click. Secondly I think I need to clarify a little. Many seem to think that I had full control and executed a flawless maneuver. The entire day, apart from the 10 minutes when I confronted her, I was a total mess. It took me two months of stealing myself and preparation to be able to pull off the 10 minute confrontation. I was hoping she would turn around at the door and come back down. She had dozens of chances to stop and come clean but she didn't. I guess I was hoping up until the last second that she had stopped, I would have been able to talk about reconciling up until the point where they got physical. It took everything I had not to break down in tears in the hotel. In fact I started crying before I reached the end of the hallway. Also I didn't do this as some kind of revenge, I did it to break free and regain a bit of my self-worth. Being cheated on was degrading, humiliating and emasculating. I am a shell of my former self. I do realize that this is because I loved her with all of my heart and it's why I decided to go NC. I don't think I am strong enough yet to face her without breaking down. And I will never ever again show any weakness in front of her or anyone that might convey that to her. Asking the questions to Frank surprising and confronting my wife was all about me. Not them. I took back control over my life, but I know I am too weak to hold on to that if I were to meet her today. So I will strengthen my resolve, steely myself. I will never again show her any kindness or consideration. For her I will be nothing but a rock hard, ice cold, emotionless, indifferent ex-husband. I will burn her and Frank's life to the ground once the divorce goes through. Until then I will work on bettering myself and getting on with my life. F them. They can do whatever they want I can't control their choices I can only control my own. Many have asked how I can be this cold and calculating, I think a few even called my crazy. I don't see it like that. Let me be clear I don't enjoy this at all. I see it as absolutely necessary actions for my own well-being and sanity. Life is change, my marriage in this case developed gangrene so I am cutting it off before it affects more of my body and causes permanent damage. I have also decided to not flirt or do anything on Tinder. It was a nice ego boost but I am in a vulnerable state. And I might cause someone else pain since I am not really in control of my emotions at this point. It would be selfish of me to expose anyone else to potential pain just to stroke my own ego. I met with Frank's wife yesterday, we talked for hours at the coffee shop we met. She was devastated, she called Frank and confronted him with me next to her on screen. He begged pleaded all the usual stuff. She had been preparing for this as we talked but still she broke down and just hung up on him in the end. She ended up spending the night in my new apartment in the spare room. She just couldn't go home and face him. We talked all night and it was cathartic to be able to vent my anger with someone that understood what this betrayal feels like. I heard her crying herself to sleep last night it was heartbreaking. I wanted to go and hug her but I didn't want to make it weird or make her uncomfortable. I will ask her today if I can do anything to help. I have told her she can stay as long as she wants, 
Nobody knows about the apartment besides me. It's small and doesn't have a lot of furniture, but it has plenty of food and all the amenities you would need. She is trying to get her head on straight before facing Frank. Frank has been blowing up her phone with messages and apologies. When I left for work this morning she still haven't responded to any of them. The only person I have talked to beyond message 1 and 2 if my wife's mother. I like her, she is very nice and she has always made me feel welcomed and cared for. She told me that my wife would be committed to a mental facility due to talking about terminal self-harm. She has been in a bad way apparently since the hotel. I told her that she is no longer my responsibility, she made these choices she will need to deal with the consequences. I would appreciate it if she didn't update me on my wife since it was already painful enough and that I needed distance to properly separate myself from her. I informed her that there is zero absolutely zero percent chance of reconciliation. The divorce will go through we will not communicate at all outside of issues related to our children. And that will all be done in writhing. I have enough just dealing with myself at the moment. So I am not as strong as many seem to think. I managed to pull myself together just enough to cut the cord after two months of intense effort. And I would probably devolve into a sobbing mess if I met her today. I need time to heal and everyone calling prevented that. So thank you again Reddit for helping me fend off the well-meaning people that were injecting themselves into my relationship on my wife's behalf. You guys are awesome. Update 2. 5 days since I served my STBXW30F of 7 years. Now everyone is piling on me to talk to her. Thank you again everyone for all the support. I am sorry I won't be able to respond to everyone it's been absolutely overwhelming. Seems like someone made a YouTube video or something and it went bananas. I have tried to read every suggestion and I have got a lot of new perspectives and suggestions to ponder. I find it very helpful. I feel a lot stronger now thanks to all of you Redditors. You are all absolutely freaking amazing taking time out of your day to help a complete lost stranger on the internet. I bow my head in gratitude to you all. Anyway a lot of people have asked me to do updates when things happen so here goes. My wife has been committed to a medical facility after a self-ending attempt, 27 stitches on her wrist so it's a pretty serious, her mother told me. Surprisingly she didn't ask me for anything, she just told me to let her know if she could be of any help. She is just awesome. I still haven't talked to my wife yet. I will talk to her when I am ready. Not before and I am not ready to face her yet. She is the mother of my children and I want her to be healthy and able to be a good mother to them. But I am not allowing this latest action on her part to change my current course. My wife knew very well that if she ever cheated that that would be an automatic and total deletion of our relationship. I gave her lots of opportunities to turn around, she didn't. I have had plenty of opportunities to cheat over the years. Some while I have been stupid drunk and I have never ever acted on it. I have never even flirted back. Even off my rockers I knew the right thing to do. I have also had crushes, I understand that this is natural for everyone to have. But again I have never acted on these, in fact I have gone out of my way to stay out of contact long enough for the crush to pass. In my mind there is no excuse or extenuating circumstances for my wife's choices and actions. I mean if you KLL someone while drunk driving it's not an excuse that you wear drunk. There is no other outcome than divorce. I don't want to listen to any excuses. My mind is set. I will never be able to forgive her so it's better to just get it over with. It's the best solution for everyone, including for her.
I know I said I wanted to burn it all to the ground but I will probably not do this. This is a fantasy I played in my mind because it felt good. Hurting her, getting her fired etc. It will not benefit me or my children. It will probably just make me responsible for her upkeep and it will reflect back on my children if this becomes widespread knowledge. It's not a price I'm willing to pay for some short-term emotional gratification. So far I only talk to my parents and my brother plus her mother. Her father passed last year. I will probably keep it like that even though vengeance is so incredibly tempting. Frank's wife is doing a lot better, we hug now when we cry. We are not romantically inclined towards each other at all. Stop suggesting we bang. To be honest having the support of someone that is experiencing the same is just incredibly helpful, especially those times when it gets to be too much to bear. My wife is the the first and only person I have opened up to since childhood. Frank's wife is only the second. It's very hard for me to trust people to begin with now I find it's damn near impossible. But somehow I managed to feel comfortable with Frank's wife? We make a lot of progress hidden away in the apartment working and discussing through things. I actually went together with Frank's wife to see Frank today. That was kind of intense but his behavior was kind of predictable in the end. Frank is. How can I phrase this in the kindest possible way? He is an absolute sh. T stain on humanity? I didn't say anything during the meeting, I was just there for emotional support for my new friend. He was desperate, he promised everything and anything just for her to come back home. He spilled all the beans, turns out I was right on my wife not being the only one. He has had 4 mistresses over the last 12 months and 2 before that. The first just 3 months after they got married. He claims s time addiction WTF? If he is like this? Why not mention that before you get married? Or why get married at all? This guy is the weakest slimiest piece of crap I have ever met. But maybe I am biased. I was scared I would knock his lights out before we met, but after I saw him I just felt sorry for him. I don't really see him as an actual man rather some perverted poor imitation of one. That realization was surprisingly liberating. He basically didn't take any responsibility, nothing at all. Somehow all of this was somebody else's fault? What? Come again Frank? He even tried gaslighting and blaming his wife at one point. I had to laugh out loud, that shut him up. I will prepare to meet my wife probably next week, I will ask my father to join. I respect his opinion a lot and he is very good at being impartial so if I am unreasonable or if she is, he will be able to call us out on it. I don't want to sugarcoat anything or give any false hope. We are done we will be divorced. There is no chance at all to reconcile. Now we need to find a way to co-parent and coexist peacefully on the same planet. I am scared that I will fold, I really really hope I can suck it up for long enough and stay the course. It really is the best option for everyone. No need to drag it out, I know the outcome already. I have been very fair in my suggested divorce agreement, 50-50 on everything but now that she has broken down I will suggest I get main custody for the time being. I have already made a plan with my parents to take over day-to-day -day responsibility of the kids again. I want to get my kids back in something as close to normal life as possible as soon as possible. I have talked to CPS and they are very positive so no issues there. I will also move back to our house towards the end of the week. Frank's wife will get to stay the apartment for as long as she wants to and I also want to have a place I can escape to if I need it. So all in all I am doing much better, a lot of it is thanks to you wonderful people of Reddit, once again, thank you.
Update 3. 5 days since I served my STBXW30F of 7 years, now everyone is piling on me to talk to her. My apologies but today's update isn't very upbeat. All the ideas and support the last few days gave me a huge boost, I was on a roll but coming down again has been a really painful experience. Frank's wife has been a total wreck, it started a 5-6 hours after yesterday's confrontation with Frank, neither of us have slept at all. An ambulance picked her up a few hours ago. She started having terrible panic attacks. She couldn't breath, and was shaking with violent spasms on the floor. It has been terrifying terrible. I am also in no shape to properly care for her or anyone at the moment. I have asked my dad to come stay with me since I am struggling a lot today and I think I shouldn't be alone. Frank is listed as her emergency contact, I had to call him and tell him not to show up at the hospital if they call. It was the last thing she told me to do before they took her away. I didn't really know how to handle him but I basically threatened him that I would destroy his entire world if he didn't comply with her wishes and stay away. I hope he listens. If he doesn't I don't have the strength to do anything about it for now. I have no strength left, I just feel empty and sad. I really don't want my kids to see me like this, but I am missing them like crazy, I hope my dad can help me back on my feet and that I will be able to see them later today. The finality of it all is starting to hit me hard and I am really struggling to cope. This is what cheaters don't really think about, the aftermath of their selfishness. There is a pile of eventless pain and human wreckage in their wake. And for what? Cheap thrills? Casual sex? A fantasy? Attention? I really can't get my head around it? What could possibly be worth these costs and risks? I am still 100% determined to divorce. I know myself and I am not able to forgive her. I would need to delete my self-respect to do that and I would hate myself for it. I would be no good to anyone if I did that. If we tried to reconcile the hatred and anger would eventually bubble out, and I would mistreat her badly. I am not even sure I would be able to remain non-violent over time. I don't want to be that person. So the only option is to go through divorce and cut all contact apart from what is needed to co-parent our kids. Maybe I can forgive her in the future and we could become friendly at least but for now that is simply not a possibility. I have talked to my wife's mother, my wife is stable for now but she is on suicide watch and will be transferred to a specialized psychiatry facility today for further treatment. My wife apparently became aware of my posts here on Reddit, and after reading, she tried to end it. My wife's mother criticized me a lot for posting here. But I don't regret it. It has helped me move forward all things considered. I don't think my wife's attempt was to get attention, it was to determine for that. Many commenters have put forward good arguments that my wife was on some kind of high or something and that Frank is some magical snake oil salesman. This could be, and if this is the case it will be easier for me to establish a cordial co-parent relationship. I will be able to do this regardless given time, but it will take a tremendous amount of effort for me. Including this perspective will make it a bit easier to move in that direction. Now all that remains is to be able to convince myself that this is the case. I don't know how I will do that. It still doesn't justify her actions and her choices so I will try to stay on course. I have too. It's in the best interest of everyone. Posting here has been very therapeutic and rewarding for me, but due to the situation now I think I will stop posting for a while. Probably until next week after I meet my wife on Tuesday. I don't know if I feel the need before then I will but I think I need a breather. 
I need some time to reflect and collect my thoughts without constant input so I will take it slow over the weekend and just think things through. Thank you again kind people of Reddit, you have helped me a lot. Edit, my dad is here so I am logging off for now. Update 4, 5 days since I served my STBXW30F of 7 years, now everyone is piling on me to talk to her. Hi everyone, I wasn't going to post today but my inbox is exploding with messages that my posts have been taken down. I don't know what I did to anger the moderators, if I did I apologized I am not really in the best of states so if I transgressed against some forum rules I apologize. I was not really paying attention to anything other than trying to get help from all you wonderful redditors. I haven't had any sleep in a few days now, at least I think it's a few days? I am not sure it's a bit fuzzy at the moment. I have spent most of the time since my last post with my dad and I have visited Frank's wife in the hospital. She will stay for a while she is struggling badly to get to terms with her situation. I try to be supportive but to be honest I am probably not much used to anyone at the moment. I was planning to move back to my house today but I will push that out a bit until I get my feet back under me. I don't know what's going on with my wife, I will visit her on Tuesday. If anyone knows why they cut my posts can you please let me know so I can be more careful in the future. Update 5 5 days since I served my STBXW30F of 7 years, now everyone is piling on me to talk to her. I wasn't planning to post until tomorrow after I meet my wife. But I am struggling so I was hoping I could ask for some more advice from you wonderful Redditors. I hardly sleep and I am not thinking clear so any advice is much appreciated. Anyway first some information on the current status. There has been some developments over the weekend. I wanted to show this post and get Frank's wife's permission before I posted this publicly. It appears Frank has done a runner, he has cleared out their joint accounts and is nowhere to be found. We have been in touch with the bank to try to reverse the payments but they can't do that, they have already passed the funds to a new bank. Since they are married there is nothing they can do, he is presumably the only one with control over the receiving account and the new bank isn't sharing any information at all. I guess they are legally bound not to. They were helpful with how you can get a legal injunctive I think that is what it's called but that will take time. We only found out on Sunday evening when he was supposed to pick up the kids from his ex-wife. According to one of his friends, someone showed him the Reddit posts and he vanished sometime between Saturday and Sunday. I hated him before, but dang. That is just so cowardly I can't even find the words to describe it. Robbing his own family? W. T. F. Is wrong with this guy. Frank's wife is filing today, she is using my lawyer, since he already has everything for me it saves some time and money. He can basically just copy my case for her, I feel sorry for her, she loves Frank's kids and she will probably lose contact with them since her and Frank's ex-wife isn't really on good terms. I have been going through overwhelming waves of emotions. It has been going from unbearable sorrow to absolute blinding rage over the weekend. I broke my pinky punching a door, so I haven't been in control of myself. I feel I got it more under control now. My dad has been a lot of help, he has stayed with me 24-7. I have visited Frank's wife and talked to her on the phone a lot. We are each other's emotional crutches and counselors at the moment. She is absolutely devastated. Her kids are with her parents and she will probably be discharged from the hospital this week. Me and my dad have offered to help out financially if she needs it. Her employer has also been very supportive and she would thankfully be able to support herself and the kids under normal circumstances. 
but their financial safety net is gone. I still haven't talked to my wife, and I am struggling with what to say. I don't even know how to begin. I know meeting her will be emotionally overwhelming so I don't want to end up in a shouting match or something unproductive. My goal is to be focused on the future as much as possible. I will try to see her in the role as the mother of my children and not really get into the why and what of what she did. I will try to avoid to the best of my ability not to see her as my wife that betrayed me and the family. We will divorce, so we need to focus on how we move on from here. Emotions are still too raw so we won't get anywhere discussing it at this point. We need to figure out custody and how she plans to get back on her feet to function as a mother to our children. Children need their mother. I have tried to sort out the five most important questions or points of agreements we need to agree upon to be able to provide the best possible care. We need to ensure we give our children what they need from us. I want to try to focus on this. But every time I sit down I either just type out gibberish or I stare at the page and nothing makes enough sense to even write down. Please help me with this I need some clear perspective to cut through the mush in my confused, sleep-deprived head. This is where I stand at the moment, I don't want to punish her. I want out, I want my kids to suffer as little as possible. I want my wife to get on with life and move on like I hope to do. The divorce is already in process so we don't need to spend any time on that unless she wants to contest it. I don't know what she wants to do yet. As things stand everything in our lives is one massive painful cluster duck. We need to sort it out enough to function for our kids this is priority one. We need to do this right now. We also need to partially reconcile, at least on the roles as father-mother I don't think we can reconcile on everything. But we need enough to be able to function as parents. This is priority two. We can probably suck it up for priority one. But unless we deal with priority two things will fall apart and fail over time. I don't want our lives to become more and more resentful and hateful towards each other. I hope you can help me. I am not looking forwards to tomorrow. I hope I can keep focused enough to be able to at least start a process between us to move in this direction. I will update after I see her. Update six. Five days since I served my STBXW30F of seven years, now everyone is piling on me to talk to her. So today has been a very, very S-city day, and that says a lot. Lately my life just seems to be a long series of S-city days competing to be the shittiest day of them all. I am so grateful for all the messages, I am sorry I can't respond to everyone but I do try to read everything. I'm a bit worn out so please forgive the errors. I have been sitting here, going over this day in my head over and over for hours. Typing it out and retyping it again and again. Trying to find the right words to understand what is going on, to understand myself. As many of you suggested I talked to Sue's mother yesterday in preparation to met her today, I wanted to see if she had any more info to share. She just reconfirmed that Sue is in a bad way. The only new thing she could tell me was that after I left her at the hotel, Frank left right afterwards. He just walked past my wife crying on the floor in the hotel hallway. He apparently didn't even say anything? Or at least that's what Sue told her mom. I also tried to call a few of her friends, I learned that their friend group is in full conflict now as some of her friends had strongly encouraged this affair to Sue during their weekly girl trips. They usually go to the movies, theaters, stuff like that they have all been friends since school. Now the supporters are apparently being ostracized. News of these events have spread like wildfire. Apparently it has made a lot of husbands start to ask uncomfortable questions to their wives. 
also found out my wife wasn't the only one cheating. Apparently it's two other cheaters in her clique. As far as I can tell the relevant husbands are now informed. Anyway I believe this morning that I was prepared to meet my wife. I am ashamed and sad to say that I wasn't at all. Today's meeting was a complete disaster, a total failure. I didn't manage to do anything right. I imagined I was going to be this rock of practical professionalism. I had my rules, my viewpoint, my list of key things I had steeled myself for. We were going to talk about kids, finances, Sue's health, etc. We would find solution, find ways to move on. Instead, this day is scarred into my brain as nothing but unfiltered pain and failure. I am pretty sure I will have this scar with me forever. I have been uncomfortable for days, but a few hours before we left this morning I was starting to feel extremely stressed and anxious. I developed this high-pitched whine in my ears, like an old TV noise. My mouth produced less and less saliva for some reason. My mouth felt uncomfortably dry. I tried to will the tension away, to swallow it, push it away, but it just got worse and worse. I was pacing around aimlessly for the last hour, it's probably the longest hour I have ever felt in my life. When we finally left, I just wanted it to be over, but I felt I had to see her. By the time we arrived at the hospital I had probably been awake for 30 hours straight. I wasn't really fully functional. I should have called it off then. We were corona controlled for temperature and symptoms before they would let us in. Once I passed through the doors of the elevator I was already badly shaking and sweating a lot. The face mask felt restrictive to breath through and my glasses was fogging up a bit on each breath. I was pretty close to full on panic I think. When we arrived at the ward we were met by a doctor. There was some discussion before it was determined that my dad could join me. The doctor explained the do and don'ts of this visit, I struggled to understand him. The whine in my ears seemed pretty loud at this point and my heartbeat felt like I had a jackhammer in my chest. He explained that Sue was stable but tired and that if he deemed it necessary he would end the meeting and take her back to the ward. He told me Sue had been asking for me constantly, day and night. He asked me some more questions, I had to explain what I was planning to say. He also asked about how I was doing. I obviously didn't look too well. I just told him I needed to do this. We were shown into a room that was probably designed to try to make visitors comfortable. We sat down and waited. I was really struggling at this point. I tried to focus on being productive, seeing Sue as the mother of my children, my questions. My dad saw me struggling, he put his hands on my shoulder like he used to do when I was a kid. He told me it was going to be okay. It calmed me down a little. I realized how much I hate face masks now that I couldn't see as familiar it'll be okay son. Smile. Then the door opened and two orderlies come in. As they step aside I see Sue. She is in a wheelchair and her head is at an awkward side angle and her eyes are closed, like she is sleeping. The moment I see her, all my preparations go straight to Esset. All I can see is my best fright of over a decade. I see my confidant, the woman I loved so deeply. I see the first person I would think of when I wake up and the last person on my mind before I fall asleep. My protective instincts kick me in the gut so hard I almost puke. In that moment I was willing to do anything for her, I would fight any battle, move any mountain. She is there, right in front of me broken. My brain feels like it's short-circuiting, I wanted to help her, grab her. Hold her tight, tell her it will be alright. But. I just can't f, ing move. I try to open my mouth, but I can't. 
It feels so dry, like it's glued shut. I don't really have the words to describe it. The closest I can think of would be to be standing in my own head looking out from behind my own eyes. If that makes sense, it's like I am paralyzed. Like a nightmare where you can't move. All the while my heart keeps pounding faster and faster, harder and harder. I'm sweating like I'm made of water, wrapped on cheesecloth. The doctor says something. I can't understand it due to the now very, very loud screeching noise in my ears. He sits down next to my wife and says something to her. Sue looked terrible. Gray and colorless, weak, deflated. Like sitting is too much for her she is one of those drip bags on one of those rolling hat racks they have in hospitals. Sue doesn't move, I look back and forth at the doctor and the nurse and it's all goes really, really quiet for an uncomfortably long time. Unexpectedly Sue opens her eyes, the second she sees me, she just bolts out of the chair and rips the drip attached to her hand off in one swoop. She hugs my legs, on her knees on the floor and starts crying. Her crying hurts me in ways I don't really have words for. She begs, forgive me, forgive me, like a chant over and over. She sounds very, very loud to me for some reason, like her voice is part of the noise in my ears. Her body feel warm, soft, gentle against my legs. My thigh is getting wet from her tears. Her touch feels familiar, like something I desperately need. Still I'm frozen. I want so badly to grab her and just hold her but I just can't do it. I just don't know how to move, I try but my body just isn't working. I still can't say anything either, I am on the verge of crying. I am trying to swallow the pressing tears down with my dry mouth. I would probably look totally insane if it wasn't for the face mask. I want to be able to move. But no, I can't. I can't get my f-ing dry mouth to open. I don't remember anything I prepared for, I don't know what to say. Sue's chant changes at some point I love you, forgive me. It sort of snaps me out of it for a moment. But instead of my well-prepared questions, all I manage to say is, why do you hate me, why do you hate our family? What gave you the right to destroy us? I'm pretty sure this is what the doctor forbid me to say earlier. Sue looks at me with such sorrow, I look at my dad. My dad is crying? I feel very confused and I am really getting dizzy. I stare at my wife and bang. I get this sudden biting pain in my left eye as I pop a vein. I also get this horrific nosebleed. I have never had anything like it before. Like it's water coming out of a faucet. My mask is full of it in an instant and it's pouring down my chest. Sue passes out. She could never handle the sight of blood. There is some frantic activity happening around us. Still, I just sit there. The two orderlies have her into her chair and out of the room in what seems to be almost instantly. The nurse puts one of those pump blood pressure things on my arm and I am almost passing out. There is blood everywhere, the doctor yells something to someone and soon afterwards I get a needle injecting something into my arm. I just black out. I later learn that my blood pressure was 197-120. So. Not good. So here I am. I woke up in a different ward a few hours ago, with a massive headache. I have a terrible looking bloodshot left eye and a very sore nose. I feel like absolute acid. My dad picked up some clothes and other essentials along with my laptop while I was out. Then he left for home to give me some space. He needed some rest for himself as well. I have never seen him so shaken up. Actually come to think of it, I have never seen him cry before. 
The doctors want to keep me here until tomorrow for observation. I am okay with that. I am very tired. It's kind of nice not having any responsibilities other than lying here. So it's been a city day so far. I realize this will be a lot harder to get through than what I initially imagined. I am still shaking. I just can't stop it. I feel like such a f ing failure. I didn't achieve anything. Actually, I went backwards. I couldn't have made it worse mess of it even if I tried. I accept now that I don't know how to actually cope and do his. I just hope I can figure it out soon. Cutting emotional ties to my wife will clearly be much harder than I bargained for. I did not expect it to be like this. So there we are. I am lost at the moment. For now, I will just try focus on me. I need time. I need to get back on my feet. I need to take care of my kids. Those are my short-term priorities. Hopefully when I get some distance I will be able to see a way forward because right now IF ing don't see any am I making a mistake my brain tells me to push through but my heart tells me don't I wonder if Sue ever even considered the pain and suffering she would cause I just can't understand it what could possible be so important to do together with Frank that it's worth all this pain I will probably never get a satisfactory answer to that question But why the hell would she do this? What did I do wrong? What gave her the right to destroy all our lives? Maybe if there is a WW out there reading this, could they please help me to understand this? How can a WW justify to themselves what they are doing? Is there anything that can justify this? I mean, my wife must have believed this was the right thing to do for her, right? If she didn't, she wouldn't have done it, right? Or am I missing something? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't fit anything I know about her. Or maybe I really don't know who this woman is. I took a sleeping pill. I am very tired now. Hopefully I can get some sleep. Sorry about the incoherent babble. I just needed to get it out of my head. Thank you for all your help so far. Update 7. 5 days since I served my STBXW30F of 7 years. Now everyone is piling on me to talk to her. The sleeping pill wore off and I have been sitting here pondering for a few hours. It's kind of peaceful here. Nobody is awake as far as I can tell except the watch nurse down the hall. I am so sorry I haven't responded to anyone. I have read everything and thank you for all the support and ideas. I feel pretty dejected and down actually. Typing this out helps me to think things through. There have been some comments implying that this is some sort of exercise. IF ing wish I would give pretty much anything for this to not be my life. I have been diagnosed with hypertension that manifested itself in the nosebleed and the red eye yesterday. I got some pills I will have to take daily for the foreseeable future. I decided almost as soon as I woke up to get some form of communication going with my wife. I am clearly not ready to meet her, but I felt I had to see her yesterday. I have been planning what to do, but one thing prevented my from making decisions I needed to make. I needed to know how I felt about her. I feel an enormous amount of shame over how much I still love her. I want to hate her so badly for what she did. Maybe I'm being an idiot? I am less and less sure of anything, but the hatred just isn't there. I want it there, but it's not. I don't understand why it's not there. It should be. She betrayed me. She hurt me more than anyone has ever done. Still I love her? Why? I realize that not having any form of contact with her is unproductive and a little ridiculous. So I unblocked her. So many messages and calls. I can't possibly go through all of them. There must be thousands. 
I sent her a message asking if we could try to talk via SMS and WhatsApp. Surprisingly she responded right away. I didn't expect a response until the morning at least. I told her we need to function for our children and that we need to focus on that for now. She didn't agree she wants us to talk about everything. I have asked her to not give me walls of text, that we should try to bring up one and one issue and talk those through before moving to the next one. In response she sent me a very long list of topics, 136 actually. The majority of them being things we could do or read to try to find pathways to reconcile. I asked her to put all reconciliation items on the back burner for now. I realize this is just a raw for both of us. I can't speak for her but I am not ready to process this yet, at least not in any productive fashion. She tells me she hasn't really been sleeping. She also tells me that this is all her fault, that she has no valid excuse or valid reason for what she did. She swears that this is the only time she has ever done anything like this. I don't really think I believe that, or maybe I don't want to believe it. Am I trying to cling to my anger? To hatred? I don't know anything anymore. She claims the affair was like being drugged and that she wasn't able to stop herself. I don't know. Is this even true? Is this even possible? She told me she has been let go from work, and she claims she hasn't heard anything from Frank since the hotel. She also claims she has told family and friends what she has done, so everybody apparently knows. Hardly anyone has reached out to me, I feel very hurt about that for some reason. I made her swear that she will not try to end things permanently again. She promised if I just talked to her, that pissed me off so much. It felt like blackmail talked to me or else but maybe she is just being honest? Am I reading everything from the worst possible angle? I guess I don't understand myself, maybe I never did. But at least we are communicating a bit. Today I take that as a win. I have decided to move home and have the kids move back home if my dad can stay with us. If he can't I will wait a few more days with the kids. I find that I doubt myself a lot now, I used to be so sure of things. Now it's like I can't decide on anything. I had a message from Frank's wife that she is back home so I will go and see her later, I look forward to talking to her. Frank is still missing in action, no one knows where he is. Or at least no one is willing to say where he is, if they know. I have looked at myself and shallowed some bitter pills this morning and come to some realizations. It is not my place, or to my benefit to want to punish my wife. I need to back off and just let this run its course. Trying to force things like I have been doing is just hurting everyone. I will take a step back, I will try to find some WW to answer some of the questions I have. I will try to calm myself and the situation down as much as possible. I need to find a way to get a clear head. I really need to understand how someone can make these kinds of choices. I will try to be patient and let my body process these emotions and challenges on its own time schedule. Before yesterday's meeting I had convinced myself that the pain will pass quickly if I just complete this or that thing. What I actually need to do, what we all need to do, is to mourn this properly. Our lives as we knew it, is over, we can never get that back. I don't know what the new future will be but it's kind of scaring me. I need to address that. After yesterday I accept that there is no quick fix here, I am not in control. I can't push this though and be done with it. As so many of you have told me I need to prepare myself for the long haul. I will probably get off posting to Reddit for a while, at least for a week. I will still read comments and ask questions but I think I need some space. 
there are too many conflicting perspectives and I can't even navigate my own feelings at the moment. I flip from supporting one perspective to the next on each comment I read. Thank you for all your support. Posting here, talking to all of you has been very therapeutic for me. Thank you for listening to me. So many of you pointed out that my wife is also in pain and I need to take that into account. Someone commented meet her pain and accept it this really resonated with me and I will try to do that. Perhaps the most important realization I had is that I need to find a way to forgive. Nurturing all this anger and hurt doesn't really help anything. It doesn't mean I will forget, but I do need to find a way to forgive. Update 8. 5 days since I served my STBXW 30F of 7 years. Now everyone is piling on me to talk to her. It's been an interesting week. This is a long one, but I have gotten so much help from here I feel obligated to share the current status and what I have learned so far. I have moved back to my house with the kids. Sue also moved back in a few days ago. Mom and dad is with us during the day and helps out a lot. Kids are doing well considering everything, but they are naturally shaken up. Their parents basically disappeared for 2 weeks while they were parked with their grandparents. I wish I handled the 2 first weeks better for the sake of my kids, but I just couldn't. I was totally lost and it's been very hard to get back out of the hole I got stuck in. Getting back with the kids has helped me find a lot of strength I didn't even know I had. I am doing well. I am happy to inform everyone that I am in control of my faculties. There is still a shitload of pain and trauma to work through, but I manage it very well now. I am more sure of myself. I feel confident and positive for the future. I am systematic and very detail focused by nature. It helps me to maintain a detailed journal. Actually for the both of us at the moment, me and Sue. It helps us dig deep into one and one issue. We have a dedicated 1-hour session where we talk every day. During this we try to understand and prioritize the issues we need to discuss. We also put things on ice for dealing with later if we can't find a good solution or resolution for now. This 1-hour allows us to have some energy left to spend with the kids watching TV, playing schoolwork, etc. 1-hour is pretty exhausting when we are brutally honest, so we limit it for the moment. It allow us to disconnect after the session and we have made some good new memories all of us together. This has helped us so much. I highly recommend this if you are working with a partner in a difficult situation like this. It naturally creates a plan of attack and allows us to fully work through issues with determination and a little bit of emotional distance. If we don't finish, we just continue the discussion the next day. Me and the kids have also talked a lot and we have been to IC for each of them plus family therapy with me and the boys. The last session also included Sue. Sue struggled with the session. She is drowning in shame and guilt at the moment so I guess we need to be patient. Sue has been out of the hospital for a few days and is better off living at the house with the rest of us. Before you guys pile on me to kick her out. I will not kick out the unemployed mother of my children in the middle of a pandemic. I think about it this way, when my kids are grown and they ask me about this period I want to be able to be proud of most of my behavior. I find it's also very helpful to think about things long term. It helps me see past the overwhelming immediate pain and lets me set targets to aim for. Sue is in daily therapy and has been diagnosed with mild PTSD. Her therapist is sure she is no longer at risk of terminating herself. Kids have enjoyed having her at home. They miss their mother of course. She seems stable and I think staying together is the best option for her and everyone at this point. Let's get one of the main issues out of the way. 
I have decided that the divorce will go through. The deciding argument actually came from a PM dialogue I had with a self-proclaimed lesbian feminist. The discussion included a lot of nonsense about patriarchy and historical oppression, but she had some good arguments about my wife being a grown woman and therefore having agency. She praised me a lot for allowing my wife to make her own choices actually. Even if those choices were stupid, I actually regret not confronting Sue Harder earlier, but I wasn't in a good place mentally and I didn't make all the best choices. It's easy to say a better path in hindsight. The talk with the feminist was at times confusing, but the closing argument was, if this was a married gay couple with two males would anyone question the agency of the partners? The WS or the BS? The answer to that is no so I will treat my wife like she has agency to make her own choices and let her face the consequences from those. I have accept that my wife made a choice to do this, it made perfect sense to her, it's what she wanted at the time. It was a stupid choice but people make stupid choices every day, they drink and drive, they commit stupid acts and in all cases. If they are exposed, there will be negative consequences of such bad choices. I have looked hard into myself and here is what I have accepted. I can't reconcile Sue's actions with the woman I believed her to be. The hard truth is, I don't know this woman that used to be my wife. I just don't trust her anymore and I cannot remain married to a person I don't feel I know or trust. It's absolutely devastating to Sue but she accepts and understands my decision. She has offered everything to me in the divorce. All our assets, house, cars full custody. I have said a hard no to that. We will divide assets fairly and she will automatically regain 50-50 custody once she is okay with it, and is declared okay for this by her psychiatrist. She has also insisted that I find some woman and have an affair with her, I will not do that. I am not really interested in getting into another relationship. I feel I have enough on my plate. Secondly I think Sue wants this, primarily because she believes this will easy her guilt. I on the other hand don't see how bringing more pain and confusion into this situation will help anything. Also I don't have the right to bring an innocent third party into this painful mess. She has also offered full access to everything complete transparency, and to not do anything without my permission. But I don't want to be her warden or her jailer. If she wants to show me, fine she can, but I will not monitor her like I have done. Building trust is on her now. I don't want to hate Sue, I am angry with her. But I know I need find a way past that. I want our kids to have their mother in their life. Regardless of the final outcome of this. We had a good life up until recently. I am grateful for the time we had and we both love our children. The day after the meeting in the hospital, me and the wife started communicating electronically. We agreed that the best way to open the dialogue was for Sue to author a letter for me. The letter would detail everything she has done while we have been together. Everything about her friends, how it started with Frank. Everything up until the day she sat down to type this all out. Her desires, wants, fears, needs, drives, etc. Oh before I forget. We found out Frank has left the country. He has transferred money back, or at least the half that belongs to his wife. So Frank's wife is okay. Turns out Frank's own mother hired a pie to track him down Monday. She was worried about him, plus very angry. His mother will not tell us where he is, only that he is in a different country. Frank has agreed to a uncontested divorce, and will not be back anytime soon. From what I have been told, one of the betrayed husbands apparently threatened Frank on Saturday. But I don't know, 
It's mostly hearsay and rumor at this point. Sue's letter shows the process Sue went through to get to a point where she could justify to herself having an affair. I was surprised to learn that it actually started over three years ago. It was incredibly hard for me to read, but it felt honest, very honest. A woman from their school friend group, let's call her Betty, that moved away at 18 had moved back to the area around four years ago with her family. Betty started an affair with an ex from school. She would wax on about how great it was. How they would sneak off to spa hotels, blah blah. How nobody got hurt because they didn't know blah blah. How she deserved it, blah blah. How the cheating actually made her a better wife, blah blah. Basically every cheating excuse in the book. I have learned that a total of four women in the group have cheated on their husbands in addition to Sue. Two of them each had short affairs that terminated after the first physical meeting. Betty had multiple long-term affairs over the years. One other woman had a seven-month affair that just ended. She joined Betty in the promotional efforts for the benefits of affairs when she started hers seven months ago. From what I hear three husbands have already decided to file for divorce. I have been trying to understand my wife's actions to see if there is something I missed. It's been hard to accept, but her actions in regards to the affair seems to have nothing to do with me. She has explained how life became monotone and the affair became a fantasy that grew over the years. A fantasy escape of sorts from day to day life. When Frank showed an interest she got trapped in it. The rush, the excitement. She never really considered the consequences, or that it would hurt me or her family. It was never her intention. She got obsessed with getting her fix and it took more and more risk to get it. Her cheating friends egged her on while her loyal friends spoke against it, but didn't insist. I have talked a lot to Suze and her therapist. I have understood that I need to think a little differently about this. It's not black and white. There are many additional variables and nuances to consider, not just my own perception, hurt and ego. Once I realize that I need to take time to fully reflect on this before I decide anything my stress levels have gone way back, almost back to normal. Several therapists have explained it to me in the mental framework of this type of compulsive, addictive behavior. I have also talked to a lot of WW and BS. Thank you so much for answering all my stupid questions. I am starting to better understand this now. This does not excuse Sue's actions but it makes it a little understandable in some ways. I can comprehend it. This doesn't mean I forgive or forget it though. Like everyone knows, smoking is bad, drinking is bad. Exorcising regularly is important, junk food hurts you etc. People know these things, still they do them all their lives. Look at the lung cancer ward with dying patients still smoking outside. I understand it's a similar reaction in Sue's brain in relation to this affair. An affair became a fantasy, the excitement of it became an addiction like a kind of adrenaline junkie. At the hotel Frank had just started to give her OL after some initial touching kissing and they were only a few minutes into it when I crashed reality into her fantasy world. Sue has confessed that she was going to go all the way. After reality hit, she became desperate to fix it, it was all she could think about. It explains her behavior a bit after D-Day. When she read the Reddit posts and lost hope that she could fix anything she just couldn't deal with it. She tried to end it. S. He has admitted that if the shoe was on the other foot she would leave me. So at least I know she is being honest. I seriously doubt she would cheat again. She got scarred for life. Now she just cannot understand herself, why she did this.
Now I see Sue as I would look at someone with a gambling addiction. I don't respect that kind of weakness, but I believe people can change. I am no choir boy myself and experimented with drugs back in the day. I got out of it when Simone gave me chance, so I will see if Sue can deal with her issues with my help. To be honest I think the shock of it cured her of that vice. That brings me to the future. I will give Sue an opportunity to first regain my respect and then maybe, just maybe my trust. If she regains my respect and trust I will consider starting to date her again. Sue seems to be very motivated by this and is clearly putting in a lot of effort. I have made it clear that this is on her to do this, she will have to prove it to me. She has already had one of the betrayed husbands over and explained everything to him. Then she invited his wife over, her former friend, and told her that she had explained everything to her husband. Lots of yelling ensued, but she stood firm and admitted her role in it. That took guts. She did the right thing. She has also apologized and talked to Frank's wife, they sort of hit it off actually, they were joking about Frank's weaknesses over several glasses of vine. It was all kind of strange to me, bizarre even. I listened from the hallway. Frank was not painted in a flattering light to put it that way. Is this something women do? Bond over ripping into a common ex? Sue has asked the remaining betrayed husbands if they want the same information for them. We had Betty at our door yesterday begging Sue not to tell her husband. Betty wanted Sue to agree to a light version or she was sure her husband would leave her. My wife refused her request, Betty's husband is coming over for dinner this evening. Sue promised he will get the full unfiltered truth. It's safe to say Sue and Betty are no longer friends. She has been flooded by messages from the other cheaters, and she has refused them as well. The loyal wives have made requests for Sue to meet their husbands to reassure them and she has agreed to this as well. I guess she knows who her friends are now. I actually made a big spreadsheets of my choices and options. It's a gigantic mess, measuring the pros and cons. What is best for the kids? What is the benefits of this and that? What is the negative side of this and that? For example, there is no guarantee that a new girlfriend would be any more faithful. There is no guarantee I would find a new partner compatible with my kids, act, etc., etc. All in all I come to the conclusion that my best choice for now, especially for the kids, is to take my time and see if Sue makes any progress. I need to see that she can get to a point where we can try to build a new relationship. The one we have is dead. Still it was a good one on so, so many levels. Maybe we could have that again? Maybe it will fail? Who knows? I am not in a rush and if I think it's futile I will act. Until then we can practice co-parenting and find ways to remain at least cordial. I am not a perfect husband or human be any stretch. I have many flaws just like everyone else. I will keep this in mind whenever I feel I am in a position where I have to judge Sue moving forward. So this is probably my last activity here, maybe I will do another update in a year or two. I cannot, thank the reddit community enough. Thank you for all your help. I know that in the end it's up to me to decide and thankfully you all set time aside to help me reflect more broadly. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. 
To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.